Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. What's up, insiders? Brian Reese here, the VA Claims Insider, coming at you live from Austin, Texas. Uh, please, somebody jump on, uh, give me a thumbs up, say in the narrative that, uh, that you can hear me okay. Um, what the heck are we talking about today, guys? Five VA disability claim secrets revealed, okay? Um, I'm going to be sharing some high-level stuff here, guys, okay? One of the things that uh, we're trying to do at VA Claims Insider, it's part of our goal and our mission is there's a reason we call ourselves VA Claims Insider, okay? The reason we call ourselves Insider is because we're taking you inside the VA claim process, all right, in a way that I haven't seen anybody else do, and we're teaching you what happens inside of the VA claim process so that you can understand how to best arm yourself with a strategy, okay? Thanks, Rich. Thanks, Norma, for jumping on. Hey, Tony from... Fort Indian Town, <laughs> gap checking. Uh, welcome, uh, welcome everybody joining me live. Uh, if you're watching the replay, welcome to you too. Okay, so uh, one other thing I wanted to address though, real quick, is when we talk about VA Claims Insider, guys, it's not about helping somebody get something they don't deserve, okay? Everything that we're talking about here is governed by law. It's codified in federal law. And I want to make sure, guys, that I'm very clear that everything you do must be done legally, morally, ethically, all right, and with the highest level of integrity, okay? It is absolutely against the law to file a false claim, okay? So uh, please don't ever do that. Don't ever take this information from me as a way of beating the VA, so to speak, okay? If we use terms like that, it's only in the context of getting you what you deserve by law, depending on your situation. Hey, Nicholas. Hey, Antonio. Uh, first time. <laughs> cool, man. Um, okay, so five VA claim secrets. I don't want to beat around the bush here. I know your time is really valuable. I'm going to do my best to do some Q&A at the end with you guys, too. Check out my new hat, though, right? Got the American flag on there. That's why I wanted to wear it. And I got a little, uh, little VA claims insider swag on. Welcome to my team members as well, if you're joining me. Um, so let's talk about secret number one. Okay, five secrets today. Um, three of these are from actual VA raters. Okay, RVSR stands for Rating Veteran Service Representative. Those are the folks at the Department of Veterans Affairs who will review all the evidence in your claim and then actually make a rating decision. Okay, they're called an RVSR. Um, these are some tips from them. Okay, they've rated hundreds, if not thousands, of claims over 10 to 20 year careers, okay? Um, secret number one, FDC, fully developed claim versus standard claim, okay? If you guys don't know what that is, when we're done, you can Google VA fully developed claim, okay? What happens here, guys, is you have two options when you go to file your disability claim, all right? Which you're either gonna do yourself on e-benefits, okay, for free. It's not hard to file a VA claim, guys. 
Um, or uh, you can work with an accredited agent, somebody like a VSO, um, an accredited agent, an attorney, etc., to actually file your disability claim. You're free to do that. What do I recommend personally? My opinion is I think veterans should file their own claim on either eBenefits or VA.gov. It's not that difficult. We have training videos, guys, that will show you exactly how to do it step by step. Okay, so you can take control and take charge of your own claim. Okay, but what is the fully developed claim? The fully developed claim is a program the VA rolled out, I believe it was three, four, five years ago. And basically what they realized is the claims process was taking forever. And part of the reason it was taking 12, 15, 18 months for veterans to get a rating decision is because the VA was attempting to fulfill their duty to assist, okay? Which means that by law, they're required to go track down pertinent information on your behalf. So they're reaching out to VA medical facilities. They're reaching out to the service branches or to uh, the archives in St. Louis to try to get copies of your active duty service treatment records. Well, guys, these are all government bureaucracies. I've lived and worked in the government my whole life, so I get it, okay? Well, with inside the government bureaucracy, guys, you have process slowdown, you have errors, you have people on leave, you've got one deep positions. It takes forever to navigate the bureaucratic process, okay? So what was happening is claims were taking forever because the VA was trying to track down all this information for you. So they rolled out a new program called the Fully Developed Claims Program, the FDC. And what that means is the veteran or your accredited agent can help you file a disability claim, okay? And when you select the FDC option, Fully Developed Claim, you're telling the VA that everything you need to make a rating decision is inside this file. Whether you send in a paper copy, an e-fax, or you do it online at va.gov or eBenefits. You're telling the VA rater, hey, don't go look for anything else. Everything you need is here. My medical records, any statements in support of a claim, if I've got buddy statements, if I've got uh, examinations, if um, maybe there's a sworn statement from somebody, an incident report, DD-214, any medals, awards, or citations you won in the military, um, deployment orders, anything like that that you believe is pertinent to your claim, you're telling the VA that you've uploaded and I want you to consider this information and this information alone. Now, the benefit of doing that, guys, is you maintain control which I'm all about. I want veterans to take charge and take control of their own claim. And the other benefit of it is you're gonna get a decision way faster. Uh, right now, the VA publishes their stats, I believe on va.gov. The average fully developed claim right now is taken between 110 and about 125 days from start to finish. That's pretty fast, right? When I filed my first claim in 2012, it took like 14 months to get a decision. It might even have been 15 months which is ridiculous, right? Nobody should have to wait that long, especially when these are benefits that veterans are due by law, okay? So file fully developed claims only. You'll get a rating decision way faster. It'll likely be more accurate because everything the VA rater needs to make a decision is in your file the first time, first shot, um, and it's gonna happen way faster, guys. And what's the other benefit? You maintain control. Okay, so that's secret number one, fully developed claims versus the standard claim. The second secret that I wanna to share today, guys, is talking about secondary disabilities and the importance of DBQs, disability benefit questionnaires, 
and medical nexus opinions, okay? So I want you to think about this for a second. There are two options when you start a claim and you're adding the various disability conditions within your claim, okay? You can file for direct service connection and a primary disability, or you can file for what's called secondary service connection, okay, which is a secondary disability. And what we found, guys, is a lot of veterans, we call secondary disabilities the overlooked claim. And what we mean by that is a lot of veterans don't realize that other conditions and issues happen in your body as time goes by. So for example, if you've got major issues with the left side of your body for things you're already service-connected for, like left knee issue, left foot issue, it's very possible that you're now favoring the right side of your body because of the left side issues, okay? Well, when that happens, guys, it puts more stress, wear and tear on the other side of your body and things break down and now you got other stuff going on, okay? So that's what we mean when I talk about a secondary disability. You're telling the VA that this disability was caused or made worse by another service-connected disability in your body rated at 0% or higher, okay? So an example we talk about all the time our veterans are attempting to connect obstructive sleep apnea secondary to their service-connected post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay, it's, there is a connection there. Um, there is some medical evidence and research that supports that connection. Um, the connection can be made most often through an interim link through side effects of medication. Okay, now the only way you're gonna make that happen, in my opinion, is getting something called a medical nexus letter. Okay, some people call them independent medical opinions. All it is, guys, a two, three, five page document max that is written by a qualified and credentialed medical provider who can help you prove service connection. Okay, now secondary disability claims, it's all about aggravation and something called proximately due to, okay? And what that means, they're, they're fancy terms, guys. All it means is, does it make sense that this particular condition might have been due or have been aggravated by another disability? And is it supported by anything else, right? Is it supported by medical research or evidence in the veteran's file or the doctor's medical opinion or x-ray evidence, okay? Or MRI evidence or something like that. That's all it means. Is it proximately due to, is there an aggravation, and is there a medical link to support it, okay? That is why we talk about, guys, the importance of medical nexus letters. Now, real quick, before I go on to secret three, the benefit of secondary disabilities, guys, is they're easier to prove service connection. The longer you've been out of the military, guys, the harder it is to prove direct service connection through a primary disability. And the reason why that is, all right, is because as more time goes by, it's harder to close the nexus gap because the likelihood logically that something originally was caused or stemmed from your service goes down. Okay, so let me give you an example. Let's say that uh, you were an aircraft engine mechanic on active duty in the Air Force and you left 30 years ago, okay? And you stepped out of the service, you got a 20% disability rating for some you know, minor conditions, muscular skeletal conditions, 
and then you went to work as a bricklayer, okay? And you've been a bricklayer for the past 30 years, okay? Well, what's gonna happen is you probably don't have much medical evidence in your active duty service treatment records to support primary disabilities. But you might now have issues that stem from the original primary disabilities from when you originally left the service 30 years ago, okay? Well, if you've got no evidence in your active records of anything that's been made worse over the last 30 years, okay? and you file new conditions as primary disabilities, I can virtually guarantee you those conditions are gonna be denied. In the VA denial letters, guys, I can read it to you right now. It's gonna state there's no evidence in the veteran's active duty service treatment records of a condition, of a sleep apnea disability, of a sleep disorder, of a mental health condition. There were no subjective complaints of chronic pain or anything going on in the veteran's body. And my answer to you, VA, is of course, duh. Veterans do not go to the doctor enough while on active duty. We just don't, okay? We're not honest about it. It's a cultural issue. I'm trying to change it, but it is what it is. And if you file for primary disabilities, guys, it is way harder. You're likely screwing yourself over and The reality is the secondary disabilities are probably the issue you're suffering from. They're due to other service-connected disabilities in your body, all right? So it's the right thing to do legally anyway, okay? So secondary disability claims, guys, huge fan. I think most veterans, most VSOs, most attorneys, most accredited agents, they forget, right? They don't understand. And I think the reason there's a lack of understanding is because they're not trained medical professionals, Okay, that is why VA Claims Insider has a subcontracted independent contractor team of qualified and vetted medical providers who can complete disability benefit questionnaires for you and medical nexus opinions if and only if there's some credible evidence to support your assertions. Okay, you can't just come in with no evidence and say, hey, I need you to write me a letter. Okay, that's not how it works, guys, right? We're not in the business of of helping a veteran file a false claim, and we're not in the business of trying to help you make a connection that isn't there, okay? If it doesn't make sense medically, we can't do it. If it's not in your record, if you don't have a diagnosis somewhere, we can't do it. So what do you need to do? You need to get your butt to the doctor and get a diagnosis. You need to tell your primary care manager everything going on with you. Okay, don't hold back, guys. Okay, that's your your fellow veteran kicking the butt. All right, let's go on to secret three. Mental health claims. Guys, I've said it before and I'm gonna say it again, okay? And I'm gonna say it right here again on this video. I believe Brian Reese was put here on earth to give veterans hope, okay? I believe that's the whole reason I was in the military. That's the reason I had a tough combat deployment to Afghanistan in 2011. That's the reason I now suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder. That's the reason I now have a rare mood disorder called cyclothymia, okay, that I deal with on a daily basis, is I'm put here to help and to relate to you and to tell you that it's okay, okay? It is okay to not be okay. What's not okay is if you don't do anything about it. What's not okay is if you don't get help. You gotta do it, guys. 
You have to be vulnerable. Pick up the phone, call the VA mental health facility nearest you, speak to a mental health professional, guys, and get an appointment. Please. The issues, guys, facing the veteran community, the suicide rates, it makes me sad. It hurts me every single time I read these stories in the news about another veteran who took their life or another veteran who got divorced because of their severe issues. It literally breaks my heart, guys. And guess what? I've lived it. I still live it. I've been through a divorce. I've been through major anger issues, panic attacks, anxiety. I still deal with depression. Okay, You guys might not always see it, Because you see the guy on the camera who seems like he's all put together. What you don't see are the dark moments. What you don't see are the things that my fiance has to deal with. Bless her heart, right? And for all you spouses out there and people who are supporting our veterans, thank you. Because you oftentimes bear the brunt of our issues, all right? So thank you, all right? Thank you for that. Now, I want to talk, though, about mental health conditions, guys, because they're very serious. It breaks my heart. It saddens me to tell you that so many veterans in our community, guys, have mental health conditions. So many have severe mental health conditions, some of them undiagnosed. Some of these situations happened years ago. If it's a military sexual assault or trauma situation... Um, Some of the stuff that has happened overseas in Vietnam, some of the combat veterans, car accidents, sexual traumas, assault, abuse, um, uh, relationship issues, perhaps with your spouse. Um, I've also seen issues of, you know, subordination issues where, you know, maybe an officer was assaulting and enlisted or vice versa, right? Harassment. Um, So many of these wounds are unseen and untalked about. Because veterans are prideful people and we're afraid of it. We're afraid of it. You want to know what held me back? What held me back was fear. No, 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 no. I, I, I was, I'm an officer in the Air Force. I don't, I don't have a mental health condition. I can't have a mental health condition. My troops deserve better than that. That's where this came from, guys, for me. Was this deeply ingrained belief as an Air Force Academy graduate as somebody who seemingly has it all put together, who's a smart guy, that I can't. This isn't me. No way. I was in complete denial, guys. Complete denial. And yet, what was I doing around me? Drugs, alcohol, gambling. Destroying my life, guys. You're not alone. If you're hearing my voice, veterans, right now, you are not alone. I've lived it. Many of the veterans on our team have lived this. You're not alone. All right, there's a comment here right now that I'm just going to read. It says, most of us feel like I can be in a room full of people and yet I still feel like I'm all alone. That happens to me all the time. I can be out with a group of people and feel completely detached, right? I can be out uh, in a situation and I'm lucky enough to make it out and feel like, I'm, I'm totally alone. I, like, I can't connect with these people, right? That's what mental health conditions are, guys. Anxiety, depression, chronic pain, post-traumatic stress disorder, major depressive disorder, generalized anxiety disorder, right? And the reality is sometimes you might be a fairly high-functioning individual, right? You might be kind of going, you know what? 
uh, you know, maybe I got a little something going on, but, you know, I'm still pretty smart. I can still read. I can still write. I can still work, right? That isn't what I'm talking about, guys. Most veterans have some serious, significant mental health conditions going on that are affecting your levels of work and social, right? Occupational and social impairment is what the rating criteria is, guys. Thank you, Matthew, for admitting, right? You had to swallow your pride and contact the crisis line. Guys, I've called that hotline. I have called that hotline. There's no shame in it. There's absolutely no shame in it, guys. And, and man, I just, again, if you're hearing my voice, Brian Reese, the VA Claims Insider, with his amazing team of human beings who are changing lives through medical evidence and in our community, I deal with the same stuff you're dealing with right now. And I deal with it every single day. Okay? But I'm getting help. I go to treatment. I've got medications. I have a pretty dang strong support system in my family and my fiance, right? We are here for you. And guess what? You guys lift me up just as much as I lift you up. I need you just as much as you need me. That's why we do this together in community. That's why we do it, guys. All right, I'll get off my soapbox. I feel like I'm preaching a little bit, but I believe I'm so passionate in this, guys, because I want to save lives. I want to help veterans get better. I want you to be honest about what's going on in your life and to let you know that you can get better. Change is around the corner, right? But you got to fight. You got to punch back. You got to seek help. Please seek help. Okay, there is a way out. There is an answer and your life matters. Okay, your life matters. All right, real quick. Some folks are chiming in. How do I get a DBQ? How do I get a Nexus letter? Okay, you can join our program, VA Claims Insider Elite. Okay, you're going to get access to the Elite Experience Portal which is $7,500 worth of value in our estimation of high value training videos, guides, templates, okay? We give that to you freely to come into our program, okay? You can go to vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. Again, Brian Reese, VA Claims Insider. I'm welcoming you into VA Claims Insider Elite right now. You can go to vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. I'll also post it. Uh, here in the chat. I've got some team members on. Hey, Ronis. Hey, some other guys are joining. Uh, please put the link in if you can. Uh, a fellow team member, fellow insider as well um, in our community, feel free to drop the link, vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. If you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube and you're watching the recording, you can open up the description and you'll see it in there, okay? Mental health claims. Mental health claims are high value claims, okay? Primary reason number one, I want you to go for it is because you deserve it by law and you need to get help, okay? We already talked about that, the need for veterans to seek help and to get better, okay? That's the number one reason why I want you to go for your mental health condition, to get help, okay? The second reason is to get you benefits you deserve by law, okay? Now, don't go telling yourself those lies that you don't deserve it. Okay, don't go telling yourself that somebody else has it worse than me, Brian, so I'm not worthy of this. BS. You are worthy of it. You've got the issue going on. It's affecting your life. It's due to your service. File for it. Okay? 
file for it guys so that you and your family can get the benefits you deserve by law okay you're not hurting anybody else by filing a disability claim you're only hurting yourself and your family okay your rating your decision has no impact on any other veterans rating or decision okay so get that out of your brain it doesn't it only affects you and your family okay so i'm giving you permission right here right now to go for it okay now mental health claims are what we call high value claims okay high value claims by the way are disabilities that we believe have a very high likelihood of getting rated at 30 percent or higher on their own okay mental health claims fall in that category uh, we see a lot of veterans rated at 50 percent for mental health conditions a lot at 70. Um, some even as high as 100 just depends on uh, on how severe your conditions are okay so PTSD, major depressive disorder, there's 37 rateable mental health conditions under the law, guys. You need a diagnosis. You need a nexus event, something that you're tying it to, okay? Um, and then you need symptoms. So you got to have current symptoms going on, which I know a lot of vets do, okay? Those are the three things that you need by law to prove all your claims, uh, but specifically your mental health claims, which we're talking about. So go for your mental health claim, whether you go for post-traumatic stress disorder, generalized anxiety disorder, or whether you go secondary, okay? There's a high value claim called somatic symptom disorder, okay? Which is a very severe uh, issue of chronic pain that was updated in DSM-5, the Criterion Statistics for Mental Health Conditions. The VA now calls it somatic symptom disorder rather than chronic pain syndrome. But what you're telling the VA is that your service-connected disabilities have caused you so much pain. You've gained weight, you're depressed, you're anxious, maybe you're on medications. You've developed a mental health condition because of the chronic pain that you're suffering from in your body. That's what somatic symptom disorder is, guys. So many veterans suffer from chronic pain, okay? They do. Um, and so I think you should consider doing that. Again, you need some help. You need an independent psychological evaluation. You need a medical nexus opinion. You need those situations, guys, to help you prove and win service connection and then get rated. Okay, if you need some help with your mental health claim, that's what we can help you do. Okay, just go to vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. Again, vaclaimsinsiderelite.com, guys. It's a free three-step intake, okay? Um, you can get started today freely. And, uh, and move on there, okay? Now, I wanna address something real quick. I've had vets say, hey, how come the DBQs and Nexus letters cost money? Okay, why do I have to pay for those? Okay, couple reasons. The primary reason that you have to pay is because medical evidence, guys, is not free. The doctors who work, the vetted medical professionals who work as a part of uh, VA Claims Insider, of the organization, are not employees of mine. I do not direct them on what to do. And the reason I don't do it is I never want to be in the situation, guys, of the appearance of an actual or perceived conflict of interest. Okay. What do I mean by that? I don't ever want to be in a situation, guys, where somebody, some investigation, something happens, and basically somebody accuses us of saying, these guys pay off these doctors to fudge reports, to help veterans get a higher rating, and the higher they get it, the more money they make, okay? I don't ever wanna be there. So the doctors are not employees of VA Claims Insider, they're independent business owners, 
okay? Many of them have their own medical practices already. Many of them are fellow disabled veterans. They're vetted and trained to help you, okay? But you pay them $100 a DBQ and $200 a Nexus letter, which is insanely cheap, guys. And the reason why, again, we're able to get those rates is because in our membership programs, we're doing insane volume, okay? Thousands of veterans, guys, are taking advantage of our resources. Well, guess what? The more business we send to the medical providers, guess what happens? The rates go down because we get volume discounts, okay? Now, you don't need to get DBQs and Nexus letters from us. You don't. If you would rather source your own doctors, awesome. Some of them may do it for free. Um, in my experience, though, they either won't do it, they'll claim it's a conflict of interest, okay, or they'll screw it up, meaning the medical opinion won't actually help you because they forgot a very important part of the Nexus letter document. Again, that's what we help you do. Um, and so, guys, I just, I, I want to be clear about that, right? If, if people say, well, if you really cared about veterans, you know, this would all be free, okay? Well, guys, doctors don't work for free. They don't, okay? My brother's a doctor. He don't work for free, right? He's a great guy. He cares deeply about people and veterans and clients, but he don't work for free, okay? So that's why there's a charge. Avoid the conflict of interest issue. I don't want to go there. The medical providers are free on their own, okay? And on their own free will to help you or not help you, right? Sometimes they may look at the evidence and say, you know what, I, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to connect Gulf War syndrome to your service-connected PTSD. I don't see it. I don't see any symptoms. You don't have a diagnosis, okay? They're not just gonna fudge something for you, okay? That's called a false claim, which is against the law. Okay, so that's not gonna happen. But if you have a diagnosis or you have conditions, guys, that legitimately can be tied together with medical research with a clear nexus, that is what we help you do, okay? Uh, and by the way, there's some other medical professionals out there, I'm not gonna name them here, who charge $1,500 for one nexus letter, okay? Now, we could do that. We could switch the model and say, okay, instead of, sharing in your win based on our medical evidence. You pay $5,000 for the Nexus opinion and the DBQs because we're not doing enough volume and you may or may not win your claim. Well, as a fellow veteran, I don't like that. I don't wanna do that to you. I don't wanna put a veteran in a financial situation where you can't afford the medical evidence. That is why it's so cheap, guys. Right? You got to pay a little something to pay the doctors on volume, to be committed, avoid any conflict of interest, right? But it's not going to be thousands and thousands of dollars. That only happens on the back end if and only if we're successful. We're not successful, you don't owe us a penny. Okay? Again, you guys, by the way, $7,500 worth of value today, guys, in the Elite Experience Portal. We're going to welcome you into the VA Claims Insider Mastermind Group on Facebook. Okay? Just go to VA Claims insiderelite.com. All right, so that was secret three, mental health claims, high value claims. Um, guys, it, it, they're very subjective symptoms, but it comes down to occupational and social impairment. You need a diagnosis. You need to be able to prove your nexus for service connection, right? And then you need to be able to document current symptoms. All right, so secret number four, this is directly from a VA rating official. He's actually a senior RVSR, so he supervises other RVSRs. 
He's a United States Marine Corps veteran, guys. And he told me something. He said, Brian, tell your veterans to stop uploading everything in the kitchen sink after the claim is submitted. Okay? Now, I'm guilty of this. <laughs> guilty as charged on my own claim in that you file your claim. And then you go, wait a second, but I forgot something, right? And so a week later, you upload a new statement in support of a claim. And then two weeks later, you went to the doctor. So you quick upload that new evidence, right? And then a month after that, you get a buddy letter and you upload that. And a month after that, you get a DBQ or a Nexus letter and you upload it. Guess what? Every time you do that, you're slowing down the process it kicks the claim back to an earlier stage because the VSR, the veteran service rep, who's reviewing the evidence, they have to go back. They have to stop and go back and review anything else you just uploaded and that might cause a chain reaction of other issues, okay? So stop doing that. Uh, a good rule of thumb is after 14 days, my opinion, okay, after 14 days, stop uploading new information. You do your fully developed claim, with DBQs, Nexus letters, statements in support of a claim for every disability you're claiming. If you're filing for 10 disabilities, you should have 10 statements in support of a claim, okay? Again, my opinion, not a VA rule. Um, and again, the fully developed claim though is once all that stuff goes in, stop uploading more stuff throughout the process, it's gonna slow it down, okay? So that's directly from a, a, an SVSR, okay? Which is a senior, Raider at the Department of Veterans Affairs. Okay, secret number five. Statements in support of a claim for every disability you're claiming. Now guys, I've heard other people in, in other circles, which is completely ludicrous ridiculousness in my opinion, that the statement in support of a claim, the VA form 214138 is no longer, you know, the preferred method and it could be hurting your claim. Guys, it's a bunch of crap, okay? If you wanna listen to these ridiculous attorneys who are gonna tell you you need a sworn statement for everything, or you need to write a statement a certain way, it's not true, okay? The VA Form 21-4138, the statement in support of a claim, is still the preferred method of submitting your own statements in support of disability conditions. It's also the preferred method of providing a buddy statement, okay? So if somebody's writing it on your behalf, okay? Which, by the way, when you come inside a VA Claims Insider Elite, I created the world's only fillable, signable, and shareable statement in support of a claim generator, sworn declaration template, and buddy letter template. There's also a statement in support of a claim for service connection for PTSD in there. All electronic, all automated, all with on-screen tips, and I'm giving you that for free. For free. I could charge you for it, but I don't because I want to give you these resources, guys, because I want you to use them to support your claim. It's given to you freely inside of VA Claims Insider Elite, okay? You can join right now, vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. It's a free three-step intake, guys. Okay, you're gonna get access to the Statement Supportive Claim Generator, the Buddy Letter Generator, the Elite Experience Portal, our team, our network of medical professionals, Okay, because guys, you've heard me say it before, I'm gonna say it again right here, right now. In our experience, the number one reason why VA disability claims get denied, lack of medical evidence. 
There's not enough medical evidence to support a disability diagnosis, a clear nexus for service connection, and or symptoms. Without medical evidence, guys, you will continue losing. What did Einstein say? The definition of insanity is continuing to do the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. Veterans are banging their heads against the wall. You're stuck. You're frustrated. You're underrated. You're being screwed over. You're wasting your time. Stop. I founded this company, guys, so you can stop wasting your time. You can cut through the BS, get the medical evidence you need by law, get the rating and compensation you deserve by law, and be done with it and move on and enjoy your life and try to heal and get better, okay? Again, why am I here on earth? To serve veterans, to give you hope. That's why I'm here. I truly believe, guys, that God put me on earth to do that. And I've had to go through a whole lot of stuff to get here. I had to go through everything you're going through right now. I'm still living it. But that's why I continue to do this and I continue to fight, okay, for you. Continue to fight for you, okay? So that last tip, those secret five, you're going to get the free fillable signable buddy letter template and statement in support of a claim generator. It is my opinion that you should provide a statement in support of a claim for every disability you're claiming. And on that statement in support of a claim, you need to focus on three content areas, okay? Content area number one, diagnose the condition you're filing for. Here's a secret tip from a VA Raider. A lot of veterans and VSOs and attorneys and folks will put knee condition, neck condition, back condition, foot condition, headache condition. Guess what, guys? That's generic. It ain't specific. The Raider doesn't know what you're claiming. So then guess what happens? They start digging through documents. They're looking for subjective symptoms. They're looking for a diagnosis. Okay, the guy said he's got, he's got headaches. So what does that mean? Are they tension headaches? Are they migraine headaches? Because those are two different things. This veteran says he's got a back condition. Does he have sciatica, which is a severe nerve condition? Does he have a lumbar strain, which is a back issue affecting your discs? Okay, be clear and specific about what you're claiming. Okay, don't just put neck condition, back condition, knee condition, foot condition, be specific. If it's knee joint osteoarthritis, write it down. Okay, section one, you'll see it in the generator right there, boom, it asks you for condition name. Okay, what is it? Call it out by name. Migraine headaches, severe. Okay, migraine headaches, severe. And are you prostrating? Okay, what does that mean? That means are your migraine headaches so severe that you have to lay down, okay? Because that meets a higher criteria under the law. So how severe are your headaches? Document it in your personal statement, guys. Help the raider help you. They're trying to help you, okay? So that's part one of the statement is be very clear about what you're claiming and give the actual diagnosis so long as it matches your records, okay? What's the second part of the statement in support of a claim? I recommend talking about your nexus. Tell the VA Raider in two to three sentences how or why you believe that condition is due to your service or due to another service-connected disability. It could be something as simple as, uh, let's say the disability you're filing for is uh, left foot plantar fasciitis, okay, which is severe heel pain. In part two, you might write in a couple sentences that I believe that my left foot severe unilateral plantar fasciitis 
is due to my current service-connected right hip, which is rated at 0%. The reason I believe that is over time, I've been in a lot of pain from my hip. I fade over the left side of my body. I have a strained scan x-ray that shows a, a heel spur in my left foot. Um, I'm having trouble walking, running, working out. I'm in severe pain, okay? You're talking about the nexus, guys, in part two, okay, of why you believe something is either due to your service, an incident, uh, maybe it's a PTSD stressor you're talking about. Hey, this happened because of combat, or this happened because of a, of a military sexual trauma. I was assaulted as a young airman, right? Or, you know, when I was on a deployment, or uh, maybe you were at a training exercise and you were raped or assaulted or harassed by another service member, right? You have to tell your story, okay? And then in the third part of the buddy statement, what do I recommend? Two to three sentences, maybe a paragraph. Talk about your current symptoms. How severe are your current symptoms, guys? How are those symptoms limiting or affecting your life? Okay, gotta be very clear about that, guys, because VA ratings come down to how severe your symptoms are, okay? Now, I'm not telling you to lie or stretch the truth here. You have to be honest. But what I tell vets, guys, is you've gotta be uncomfortably vulnerable. You have to share everything going on with you. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. When I tell vets to be uncomfortably vulnerable in your personal statements and at your CNP exam, what I mean by that is if it's uncomfortable for you to talk about, for you to say, like you don't wanna say it, you need to say it, okay? So let me give you an example of what I mean by this. If you're a male, uh, you know what? If you're a female, I'm, I'm going to use a female example. If you're a female military veteran, thank you for your service, by the way. Sorry, I don't mean to call you guys guys all the time. It's just a habit. Military female veterans, there's lots of them, right? Some of them are on here right now. Maybe you're taking medications for your mental health condition. Maybe you were, were harassed or assaulted, or maybe you were in combat. Okay, and you now have post-traumatic stress disorder and you're taking SSRIs, you're taking antidepressants to help you with your depression, with your anxiety, with your mood swings, with your anger for sleep, right? Maybe you've got severe insomnia and you're taking those medications. Well, guess what? A big major side effect of those medications is sexual dysfunction, all right? A lot of people don't want to talk about sexual dysfunction. They're embarrassed, okay? I get it. I got it. I understand Female sexual arousal disorder is a very real thing caused by those medications. So what you need to think about, guys, is maybe those medications have caused you to develop a female sexual arousal disorder and it's affecting your relationship with your spouse or significant other. And it's hurting and limiting and impacting your life. Well, guess what? Okay, female sexual arousal disorder and erectile dysfunction for men are SMCs, right? SMCK, Special Monthly Compensation, Category K, for the loss or functional use or loss of a creative organ. You get extra compensation for that. But if you're never honest and vulnerable about it, if you never say you're having sexual issues, you don't talk about it, you don't put in a statement, you're never gonna get rated for it. You're never gonna get SMCK unless you're honest, open, and vulnerable. Okay, so that's what I mean when I say be uncomfortably vulnerable. Nobody wants to talk about their sexual dysfunction. That's exactly why you need to talk about it, okay? 
That is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about being uncomfortably vulnerable, okay? And by the way, this is awesome. There, there are 160 of you on live right now, still. And we've been going a long time. This is insane. Um, again, I'm so blessed, guys, to be able to serve you. I'm no different than you, right? I'm a human being. I'm an Air Force veteran, disabled veteran. And I started this company for you. I didn't start it for me. Believe me, I thought I was going to be all kinds of other things. A coach, a consultant. I was going to own another business that did this. Right? I've started lots of companies over my career. I used to be a civil servant in the Air Force. Right? I was active duty Air Force. Uh, I separated as a captain in 2012. Um, separated at Hanscom Air Force Base in, in Boston. That was my last, uh, last duty station. Um, and, uh, man, I'm, I'm super proud of, of my service, that what I was able to do. And I now have come full circle to fully understand that the reason I've had to go through this, I, I think God put me through this and he's putting me through it for you so that I can relate to you and so that I can help you. Okay. And Patricia wrote, wow, being vulnerable is hard. It is hard. It sucks. Even some of the doctors that, you know, I'm closer with, it's, I don't like to be vulnerable with them. It's not natural, right? And part of the reason I think it's not natural, especially for military members, is we'll, we're trained, guys, to never complain, to never fight, that the mission is most important. You take care of each other and you put service before yourself, and when you have that so ingrained in your mentality, sometimes we forget to take care of ourselves. That's one thing I've learned about leadership, guys. I can't be a leader to my people, to our company, unless I take care of myself, and that includes my own mental health, okay? So I want you guys, again, I want you to be healthy in your relationships with your spouse, with your significant others, with your kids, with your friends, right? If you have friends, I know a lot of veterans suffer from, from loneliness, depression. You don't have friends. I get it. I understand. I live it. I live it, guys. That is why we do this together in community, okay? And by the way, there, there's a lot of haters. I, don't, don't kid yourself. Um, we, get, we get challenged on a daily basis of, you know, you're a scam. You only care about money. You're only in it for yourself. You're screwing over veterans. You know, I've reported you to federal agencies, to the VA. I get it, guys. The VA disability claims process is hard. Veterans are the ultimate skeptics. I get it. I am one. Um, and, and I understand if you feel that way. I'm, I'm sorry that you do. Uh, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Um, I promise you that's not who we are. That's not why we do this, okay? Um, and just so everybody knows, though, you don't have to use our service. Right? There's no requirement for any veteran to use VA Claims Insider to file a disability claim. You can file your own claim and represent yourself. You can work with an accredited VSO who will file your claim for free with power of attorney. You can work with um, a, an agent, right? There's accredited agents out there who are compensated at various levels. You can work with them. Um, who else can you work with? There's all kinds of state-sponsored organizations. Uh, for example, in Texas, there's the Texas Veterans Commission, there's DAV, there's VFW, Wounded Warrior, uh, American Legion. Guys, that's not what we do. 
if you're just looking for somebody to help you file a disability claim, we're not a good fit for you, okay? Because number one, we don't, we don't do that. We help you obtain the exact medical evidence you need to win your disability claims, to prove service connection, whether it's primary or secondary, okay? And then to get rated at the appropriate level because so many veterans are underrated. You're stuck, you're frustrated, you're underrated, you're dealing with the storms of life and you don't know what to do. You're all alone. I understand. That is why I founded this company, guys, because I am you and you are me. That's why we do this together in community, okay? You can go to vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. And by the way, if anybody out there listening or watching replay, if you think we're a scam, I urge you to, to file a complaint. File a complaint. You can go to the VAOGC. You can file a complaint with the FTC. You could go to the DOJ and complain. Again, I, I can't stop you from doing that. And if you think we're a scam, please go do that. Because I want folks to, uh, to be looking out and protecting veterans. And the flip side, I know many of you watching this, you're all in. You're insiders because you believe what we believe. I'm going to talk about that for a second. In closing, they'll answer some questions. So be thinking about anything you want to ask me, okay? I'm going to scroll through uh, and, and answer as many questions as I can. Um, but what is our why? Every company, in Brian Reese's opinion, needs to have a purpose, a belief. What are you doing? And it can't just be about money. I'm not talking about earning a living. Money is not a purpose. Money is a result. Okay? I tell folks this. I tell our team this all the time. Money is the result of running your business on purpose. Okay? That's what money is. Money helps you buy stuff. Cool. But that's not a purpose. That's not a belief. Our big why, the reason I found a BA Claims Insider, guys, is we believe right here that veterans are underrated. That means you're possibly missing out on thousands of dollars of tax-free compensation every single month, medical benefits you deserve for you and your family, along with a whole plethora of other benefits, like tax advantages, discounts, medical care, dependent benefits and issues, discounts, right? I want you guys to get the VA rating and compensation you deserve. But also ultimately, that's our mission. Veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. What is our big why? We believe you are underrated. So if you believe you're underrated, you believe what we believe, you're already an insider, whether you work with us or not. Okay, so that's our mission. Veterans helping veterans get VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. And what is our vision? Our vision, what we're striving to be, what we're building? We want to be the most trusted name in VA disability claims, okay? I want veterans all over the world talking about this. If you've been denied, if you're stuck, if you're frustrated, if you're underrated, if you're alone, I want a brother or a sister to turn to another one and say, I know the guys who care. I know the guys who can help you get the medical evidence you need to get what you deserve by law, regardless of how many years it's been. And I'll tell you who they are. They're, they're called VA Claims Insider. And you can go to vaclaimsinsider.com and check them out. Okay? That's what I mean when I talk about I want to become the most trusted name in VA disability claims.
Okay, guys, again, I, I just wanted to share a little bit of who we are. It's been a little while since we talked about that, which by the way, we're um, at almost 80 unbelievable team members. Almost all of us are service disabled veterans, just like you fighting for you, connecting you with the right medical professional guys. And we do this together in community. What's the result? You get the rating compensation you deserve. We celebrate at the end and you become an advocate. You become the ultimate ambassador for us. Every single veteran we help and we're getting 10, 20, 50, how many veterans we're helping on a daily basis. My goal is to turn you into the ultimate referral source because we serviced you. We got you the result and you know, like, and trust us. That's what this is about, guys. Veterans helping veterans, all right, get the VA rating compensation you deserve. That's VA Claims Insider. Okay, again, last time, if you want to get want some help, go into VA Claims Insider Elite. Hey, that's our premier medical consulting program. You can go to VA Claims Insider Elite.com. Okay, I'm going to take some questions here. I'm on my, uh, my mobile device here, so I'm going to scroll through some questions. Hopefully, some team members are on. Uh, and they can answer some of these just because I'm, I'm not going to have enough time to answer all these right now. Um, Gil wrote, where's the buddy letter generator? Okay, uh, it should be inside the Elite Experience Portal, Gil. Um, it's also posted inside of the Mastermind group on Facebook. <laughs> okay, Dennis wrote, look in the file folder. Hey, Leah. Hey, Danny. Danny wrote, you're awesome, Brian. Helping so many. I've referred many vets to you. Thanks, brother. I appreciate you, man. James wrote, awesome info. Thanks, brother. Uh, where can I get a shirt like that? Okay, so uh, these are limited edition. No, just kidding. Um, so one of the things we've actually been talking about is as our movement grows, um, putting some swag together for you guys. Okay, so having an online store. My vision for the online store is I want every single penny that comes from that to be donated back to charity. Um, and I'd like us to pick the charity. One that I absolutely love is the Folds of Honor Foundation, which are providing scholarships to uh, disabled veterans, the dependents of disabled veterans. Um, and what I'd like to do is set up all of our merchandise sales to uh, all the profits. Every penny goes to the Folds of Honor Foundation. So uh, Lincoln, that's coming. We're putting together a swag store um, with some, some merch for you. Okay, oops. I don't know what just happened here. Um, how do I switch this around here, guys? Sorry, you're, you're looking at a uh, another thing here and I'm trying to flip you back around. Hmm. Here we go, sorry about that. All right, I'm back. <laughs> sorry, I flipped you around the other way. Uh, still answering some questions. Hey, Leah, Leah, 82nd Airborne Troop. Um, she's one of our vetted medical professionals, uh, certified PAC. She's amazing. Love you, Leah. Um, wow, being vulnerable is hard. Sure is. Thomas wrote, this is the best information I've received since starting the process two years ago. Thank you. You're very welcome, sir. Um, Danny wrote, are you still in Minnesota? I'm not still in Minnesota. Um, I'm from Minnesota. Born and raised uh, in Brainerd, Minnesota. I live in Austin, Texas now. Uh, but I do visit my family in Minnesota fairly often. Uh, Mike wrote, do we bring this stuff up with behavioral health or PCM? Yes to both. Okay, if you've got major mental health issues going on or other conditions, 
it's probably best to start with your PCM, your primary care manager. Um, they should take you through like a depression screen and anxiety screen, stuff like that. Um, if, if you're having issues now though, okay, if you're hearing my voice right now and, and you've got anxiety, panic, depression, you're alone, um, you're, you're thinking about suicide, right? You're, you're thinking about those things. Um, please, please, please call the VA suicide hotline guys right away. Um, pick up the phone, call VA mental health closest to you, talk to somebody, go to an emergency room. Um, please, please, your life means something guys. Um, Don, Brian, can you speak to the issue with the CNP examiner related to the teleconference email? Yes. So there's no issue that I'm aware of, of private doctors completing DBQs or Nexus letters and conducting virtual exams. Now there is potentially an issue with mental health virtual exams. Okay. And it comes right out of M21-1, okay, which is the VA's adjudication procedures manual. What it states is that a video teleconference evaluation is not acceptable for rating purposes only. What that means is the VA rater is not, or the VA rater is not supposed to take a video teleconference mental health examination as the only source to rate a mental health claim. Okay. Um, I think the reason why this is, is DSM-5 and psychologist psychiatry, they like the in-person stuff because they want to be able to understand the whole person, right? They want to see you. What are you wearing? Your facial reactions? Are you telling the truth? All of those things, right? And I guess they believe that that's more acceptable to do in person. Uh, my personal opinion is medicine is moving to teleconference everywhere, right? Forget about the VA for a second. Medicine is moving to telemed, which is video teleconference, telephone sometimes, right? Text messaging. I mean, crap, we can already secure uh, secure message our providers right through my healthy vet, okay? Which is a form of medical documentation. The other hilarity of this is the VA is now conducting some of their CNP exams over video teleconference. So, what does this mean for you? Um, you know, I'll advocate for you right here, right now. If the VA secretary is listening, you need to change M21. You need to change M21-1. Get out of the business of directing how a veteran's evaluation should be done. Let veterans have control. Let providers innovate, okay? Which is what's happening across the world. Medicine is going to telemed. So let it happen, okay? Um, so Don... Sometimes the CNP examiners who just suck, by the way, um, they're screwing veterans over, right? And they're hurting you, which is wrong, wrong. Um, it makes me so mad for you guys. And anyway, I, I yes, there is some issue with the teleconference stuff. Um, I advise veterans to keep doing it. If you can get an in-person exam, absolutely go do that. Okay, again, if you can get your own doctor's to do DBQs and Nexus letters for you, that's awesome. Um, Robin wrote, I've not found a BBB complaint at all. <laughs> we, man, we've, again, we're changing lives, right? I mean, we're doing our thing and we're serving and supporting veterans. Some, some people just don't like us, right? They don't. They think we're a scam. They don't understand us. They're, they're mad at us for, for some reason. I don't know if it's 
for charging veterans for medical fees or, or what, but I, I don't fully understand it. Um, but everybody's entitled to, to their opinions. Um, doo -doo -doo. Thomas, I have several appeals in the system and none of them included an excess or personal statement. Should I add those to my file or wait until the appeal decision? Uh, please note, Thomas, this is not legal advice here. So you may want to consult an attorney. My opinion is without an excess letter and personal statements, your appeals are just going to get denied, right? Unless your service records were crystal clear that no, you are, you had a diagnosis of sleep apnea on active duty. You had lumbar strain on active duty and it's in your active records. The reason the VA denied you the first time is probably because you didn't have enough medical evidence. So if you've got no independent medical nexus opinion or no personal statement to help support aggravation, all right, or approximately due to service connection issues, high likelihood you're just going to get denied again. Okay, so I would add those to your appeal decision. Um, I would. What is a nexus? Okay, a nexus, all a nexus means, by the way, the word nexus means logical link or connection. Okay, so think of a process. If this, then this. That's what a nexus means. Is there something that can be connected or tied back to either an original in-service injury or incident or the aggravation approximately due to another service-connected disability, okay? Vinton, have you found the inner ear and tinnitus name yet? No, so I went back inside of the mastermind and I searched for it and I couldn't find the document that was the exact name. But exactly what you're talking about though, I'll address this real quick for everybody, is last time I was talking about people who have uh, tinnitus, tinnitus, the ringing in the ear syndrome, are suffering from the fact that they can't hear. Yet, when you go into the audiologist for a hearing test, your hearing's fine. You're hearing normal. You're within the normal range. There's no, there's no hearing loss. But when there's loud noises, when there's background noise, you can't hear. It's because there's something going on with how your brain and the inner ear processes information. Okay? And I'll see if I can find that, Vinton, but I, I wasn't able to. Um, is it a VA form, the nexus? No, so all the nexus letter is, um, it's an independent medical opinion written on, I mean, it can be written on a, a Microsoft Word document or a PDF document. And it simply speaks, uh, I think it's Rhoda, to the likelihood that a disability or condition you're suffering from is due to your service or an incident or a deployment or a sexual trauma assault or a car accident or another service-connected disability, right? So for example, you might see on a medical nexus letter, a provider writes, in my medical opinion, after reviewing the, the veteran service treatment records, I saw their C file, um, I read their personal statements. It is my medical opinion that it's at least as likely as not that the veteran's current service-connected obstructive sleep apnea is proximately due to and was aggravated by their current service-connected PTSD, right? And I think that because of Medical Research Article 1, Medical Research Article 2, my own experience, the side effects of these medications, the SSRI causes depression, insomnia, anxiety, relaxation, narrowing of the throat, more apneic episodes, weight gain, right? The primary side effect of those antidepressants is weight gain. 
Well, what's the primary correlate of obstructive sleep apnea? Weight gain, okay? So that's what a medical nexus letter will help you do. Dario, oops, I flipped the thing again. Uh, Dario wrote, Ola Brian, live in Mexico. <laughs> Good for you, man. Can you help retired vets down here? Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're location agnostic. We help veterans all over the world um, get the medical evidence they need. Ernie wrote, right on, brother, the storms of life. It's so true, man. My attorney put in an undeveloped claim and they all got denied. You know, here's, here's something that I think is absolutely ridiculous. And I'm going to call it out right now. Some of these attorneys, guys, I don't, whether they're accredited or not, they're signing hundreds of veterans under contract. And then what they're doing is then they're telling you, oh, oh yeah, you need to go get medical evidence, right? Because we're not going to be able to prove service connection. We're not going to be able to, to prove your rating without more evidence, right? A DBQ or Nexus letter. So then they're sending them to us. So, you know, now, I, I don't know. I just don't feel good about that. I don't feel good about the fact that attorneys are getting you under contract and then sending them out, sending you to go get more medical evidence so they can file it for you and then they're gonna take X percentage of your back pay. I, I just think that's absolutely ridiculous, but it is what it is. Um, Eddie, Brian was diagnosed with PTSD on active duty. Okay, so he wrote, I'm still waiting on my C file. I'm not sure why. <laughs> yeah, I'm not your attorney. I don't have you under contract and so I'm, I'm not gonna speak for them. Um, I, I, I agree. I, I don't know what you're waiting for would be my opinion. Brian, I was diagnosed with PTSD on active duty in my CSIP evaluation. I went to mental health weekly. The VA ignores that fact. Um, they shouldn't be ignoring you. I mean, if, you, if you've got a diagnosis from active duty, um, maybe the issue, Eddie, is you don't have your service treatment records. So if you can get those, um, I think it would absolutely help your case. If not, the other thing you can do is get an independent psych eval start treatment if you're not at the VA or a private mental health facility um, and make sure you write a personal statement. The other thing I think you should do is you should get a buddy letter, okay? What do I mean by a buddy letter? A credible statement from a firsthand witness, okay? Who can help shed some light in the fact that this incident occurred that caused your PTSD and you were there. It happened to you, Eddie. That's what the buddy has to state in the letter, especially for non-combat PTSD. So you need to fight. I think you should open up a new claim and fight um, or reopen it. Well, there is no reopening anymore. Appeal it, right? Whether you go higher level review or supplemental claim. Tom, cost for elite, where you help provide with the Nexus and DBQ. Sure. So no fees up front owed to us. $7,500 worth of value in our program. I don't charge you for that up front. Um, it's six times the monthly increase, okay? In your pre-rating and in your post-rating, okay? Just, I don't want to take the time here to fully explain it, but I do explain it on our website, on the intake. It's also in our disclaimers, okay? And it's also in our contract. So um, bottom line is for this, for any, any veteran, if you're not okay with the fees, don't sign, okay? We're not a good fit for you then, okay? Go somewhere else. Use another service, okay? Um, CNP exams were great. TBI with secondary for migraine, seizure, depression. Wonder what it could be. So, John, here's the issue with TBI, right? TBI stands for traumatic brain injury. Very. If I see veterans with TBI service connected, 
very rarely do I see it rated very highly, right? It's usually 0% or 10%. Um, and part of the reason is the TBI examination is very objective, right? They're going to put you through a battery of tests to see if you have a TBI and they're going to measure across multiple objective areas. Um, and the symptoms are actually pretty minor for what warrants a, a, a rating. Um, and so, excuse me, the symptoms are severe for what warrants a, a rating. So uh, even if you have TBI though, what you might have, John, you might also have some secondary stuff going on with depression or anxiety or PTSD. All right, so be thinking about that. Um, Antonio, I've got a PTSD CNP tomorrow. Would love to share some thoughts. Absolutely, man. I would love for you to share some things that happened or that you learned. Um, one of the things you might want to do is I've got a video here on YouTube called Top 5 CNP Exam Tips. You can either, either Google CNP Exam Tips or just punch it in on YouTube. I recommend you watch that video just to help you prepare, okay, so you know what you're walking into. Kevin, I need a nexus letter for sleep apnea and asthma. Absolutely. Very common that OSA um, can be due to asthma, right? Long neck, throat conditions. We've actually found over 50 medical conditions that can cause or make or aggravate um, sleep apnea, okay? And they're in a blog post, by the way, um, called um, Sleep Apnea Secondary Conditions. Okay, a list, I think it's 51 that we're up to right now, Okay. Are you going to post this video online? Yes, absolutely, John. So this, the full recorded video of this, I'm going to post on YouTube so you guys can go back and watch the replay. You can ask questions. Again, if you need help, guys, inside of VA Claims Insider Elite, you can go to vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. The VCA care you won't find with a lawyer. Yep, that's absolutely true. Um, Danny, I was an Air Force pilot for a 30 year two career, retiring from the reserves in 2008. I'm now 50% for knees, feet, tinnitus. I've been denied claims for skin cancer that was removed on active duty. I've gone through the National Guard and simply isn't there. Must have gotten lost somehow. Should a Nexus letter, buddy letter, sworn statements do the trick? This is a tough one. I wish I had the magic bullet answer for you on your specific situation and I don't. It's very difficult if you are trying to prove something that occurred on active duty and you have no active duty records anywhere. One of the ways you can try is to get a buddy letter. Okay, a, I recommend you do a sworn declaration, a sworn statement of a buddy who talks about how they believe your cancer was due to service. Okay, so that's what you need to be thinking about. But yes, I think you need a nexus letter, a buddy letter, and sworn statement. Um, I think you should also address the fact that you can't find your, your records in the archives. You've tried everything. You can't get them, but you know it stems from this. Okay, but a nexus letter can help. Okay, a nexus letter can absolutely help. The other thing you might want to think of is, is the skin cancer possibly due to something else that's already service-connected? Or maybe due to a deployment, right? Or an area that you served in, you were forced to serve in. So be thinking about that. Rick, Brian, need an insider to call me? No worries, brother. The VA CNP exam docs are a joke. Something needs to be done. They don't want to help your claim. Amber, I, <laughs> I do my best not to talk bad about people, but I'll tell you that the CNP examiners at the VA, and it's not all of them, right? It's not all. Some of them are great people. Um, but man, we have seen some garbage, absolutely 
terrible VACNP examiners, and it makes me so angry that nobody does anything about it. Nobody. Okay, so Secretary of the VA, Secretary Wilkie, if you're hearing my voice, this is something that's got to change. The CNP examiners who work for the VA suck. And it angers me that nobody's holding them accountable for when they're conducting illegal, immoral, or unethical exams. It's wrong. Absolutely wrong. Um, what was the term Mike wrote? What was the term you mentioned for ED issues? SMCK. Special Monthly Compensation Category K, which is for the functional loss or use of a creative organ. Okay, you can get an extra 130-something bucks a month, I think it is. Um, why has the VA deferred the Blue Water Agent Orange decision? <laughs> uh, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I'm happy to share my opinion. My opinion is they're, they're absolutely unprepared to handle the onslaught of claims that might come. So they basically punt and say, okay, well, we're not ready to handle these. So we're not going to do them right now. Um, but I don't know for sure, right? That's just my opinion. Um, have you seen the new ACE program expedite claims? I, I have not. The only thing we've seen that are working differently, uh, Mervin is when veterans do their own fully developed claim with all the medical evidence, okay? Um, hi, how does an individual, this is from Paul, who served primarily in the Gulf War and was dishonorably discharged, and was dishonorably discharged. Oh yeah, so here's, let me make sure I'm understanding. So in order to be eligible for compensation, okay, you need to have an honorable, discharge or an under other than honorable discharge. Okay. If you have a dishonorable discharge, again, I'm not an attorney, so you may want to consult other folks about this as well. But in general, if you are a dishonorably discharged vet, you are not eligible for VA disability benefits. What I recommend doing is challenging that characterization of discharge and getting it upgraded. Okay. If you can, and you can fight it. Um, I think you can fight it with the National Archives, there's a process through the personnel system where you can fight it. Um, I got a copy of my CNP exam. The examiner did a terrible job and the main reason I was denied. So Lonnie, if you want to appeal, some of the things that we see, the supplemental claim lane, which is the first, or excuse me, the higher level review lane, which is the first option. Seen a lot of success with that, especially if you just got a bad CNP exam. Um, cause you might get another one. Um, the supplemental claim lane has also been pretty successful. If you want to add new and relevant evidence, okay. That wasn't previously considered, but I hear you brother. These, again, these terrible CNP examiners, it makes me so angry. Uh, Mike, does anyone know the rating for severe PTSD diagnosis? Yep. PTSD claims are rated zero to hundred, zero, 10, 30, 50, 70, a hundred percent. Okay, the highest you can be for PTSD is 100%. The symptoms at 100% are very, very severe. Okay, not, not a lot of veterans meet that criteria. Some do, though. Um, we see a lot, again, though, at the 50 to 70% level. Will the VA accept a buddy letter without the proper form? Absolutely. So, uh, Gil, that was just my opinion in sharing that the statement in support of a claim should be written on the VA form uh, 21-4138. That's my opinion, okay? 
What's up, Richard? How you doing, brother? Richard Sherminsky, man, CTO, VCE team lead, beautiful human being, blessed to serve with you, man. Um, how do I get a Nexus letter? Uh, so if you can get a Nexus letter from your own doctor, you could go buy one from another company, right? Or you could come into VA Claims Insider Elite. And then once you join our program, again, the three-step intake, vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. Uh, once you're in the program, we'll then refer you to our referral network. There's a HIPAA compliant intake process. Um, and eventually you'll get an exam J for a Nexus letter. Okay. Um, I'm going to claim, oh my gosh, there's so many questions here. If some other folks can, can help answer some questions, I'd really appreciate that. We're running out of time here, uh, but we're going to do this again, guys. Don't you worry. Um, we're currently working on a claim now. A CMP examiner was five minutes at four bliss. I mean, how, how is that an adequate exam, right? I mean, by, by VA regulation, by law, the CMP examiner needs to conduct an adequate examination. How do you do that in five minutes? It's, it's terrible. Um, okay, I was on several appointments, diagnosed with COPD, but was denied because I smoked while in service. Okay, this is an interesting concept um, that I want to talk about, okay? And it involves alcoholism, drug abuse, and tobacco, okay? There's something out there, guys, called willful misconduct, okay? By VA regulation and law, okay, if the VA rater determines that the veteran's own willful misconduct caused the disability, they will deny you VA benefits. Willful misconduct, unfortunately, I think it was after 1995, ties to tobacco use. Basically, what they're saying is, hey, you smoked. You smoked. So, sorry, but you're, it's your own fault that you've developed conditions from smoking. Okay. Same is true for uh, illicit or illegal drug use. Okay. Um, we, some vets have had mental health claims denied because the VA determined that the cause of their mental health condition was the use of illegal drugs. Right? So they denied the claim saying it was the veteran's own willful misconduct that caused that condition. Okay? So not much I can do there to help you. You may want to consider hiring an attorney um, if you think you can fight. Okay? David wrote, I agree. Some of the CNP examiners are really bad. <laughs> and some are really good, right? So if you're a CNP examiner, I'm not trying to hate on you. Some of you are awesome and, and you care deeply about our veterans. It's just some of them are not. Some of them are just awful, okay? All right, guys. That's all I'm, I have time for today. I'm losing my voice here, but we're going to do this again. Um, I'm going to try to answer as many questions as I can as well, guys, once this video gets flipped to YouTube. Okay, um, it's going to be called Five uh, Secret VA Claim Tips, guys. And uh, again, I love you guys. I love you. Thank you for lifting me up, our team up in our time of need. We do this for you. We do this for you. Okay. All right, guys. Brian Reese here, the VA Claims Insider out from Austin, Texas. And we'll talk to you real soon. See ya.